Thank you, Carlos. We appreciate that the trumpet reminds me of that trumpet will be sounded when Jesus comes. Uh, the trumpet today calls us to a deeper relationship with our friend and Lord Jesus Christ. Thank, thank you for that. And thank you for all that have had per, has uh, participated in worship service today. We great, we're grateful for your, your leadership there and leading us in worship. And, and uh, Rod, eat more fruits and vegetables, please. God's way is sometimes hard to understand. Would you agree? God's way is many times understated or it's subtle. It's sometimes hard to understand. It's sometimes like a whisper. I believe that it was God's whisper that told me to marry Daisy, my wife. I believe that it was God's whisper that told me to go into ministry, to leave a career of nursing. I believe it was God's whisper that told me, told us as a family, that we should leave Western Washington and come to Downers Grove. I believe that it was his whisper. But can you imagine if I were not paying attention to God's whisper, if I were not tuned in to his whisper. There's a physician named Dr. Alfred Tomatis. He was an ear, nose, throat physician. His father was an opera singer. And as an opera singer, he had other friends who were opera singers and since his son was an ENT, an ear, nose, throat physician, this father would refer his opera singer friends to his son because they had problems singing. One particular opera singer had lost the ability to sing certain notes that were still within his vocal range. So if he, the opera singer was singing a, a scale, certain range, all of a sudden, one of those notes would not come out correctly. And so as an ear, nose, throat physician, Tomatis came to find out through his research that the opera singer had become deafened by the own sound of his voice. His inability to accurately sing a certain note caused selective deafness, selective deafness. Dr. Tomatis is quoted as saying, the voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. If you're curious about this, you can look up the Tomatis effect. So there is apparently a selective deafness. And so at this point, wives are doing this to their husbands. Husbands have selective hearing, selective deafness. Is that right? No, Rosetta, no. Sometimes our children seem to have selective deafness. Or even children, your parents, right? Don't they have selective deafness? Like, they, mom and dad cannot hear me. They have selective deafness. But could there also be a spiritual deafness? Perhaps many of the problems that we face in life are due to the underlying root 
issue of spiritual deafness, a tomatus effect for spirituality. It may be that your relational problems, your emotional problems, and spiritual problems are caused by a hard of hearing to God's voice. If you cannot hear God's voice, how can you navigate life His way? Now, a decibel, a decibel is the increment in which the loudness of sound is measured. It is typically thought that 150 decibels will burst your eardrum. A nearby chainsaw, for example, a nearby chainsaw can be measured at 120 decibels. Those things are loud. A strong opera singer can produce 140 decibels, just 10 decibels short of bursting your eardrum. And it must be higher, a higher decibel inside your head when bone conducts sound. So did you know that you can be killed by sound? Death by sound is in the range of 185 to 200 decibels. So continue, consider your spirituality. In your life, what are the, the noise? What, is, what are the sounds in your life spiritually that are increasingly higher decibels, that are crowding out the still small voice of God? What in your life today is loud enough to distract you from hearing the voice of God? Is negativity distracting you? Are past criticisms distracting you? Are the labels that you've taken on in life distracting you? Is it prejudice that is distracting you? Is it abuse, physical, spiritual abuse? Are are there addictions in your life that are causing the noise so that you cannot hear clearly the voice of God? But how loud is a whisper? A whisper is 15 decibels. What would it take to hear the whisper of God? I invite you to open your Bibles to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. You may well know this story, the story of Elijah. Elijah and God have displayed uh, and and experienced this this mighty power on Mount Carmel. Truly, God is God, right? There is no God, no other God like our God. Elijah has just experienced that, now has run away. He's fearing his life. He comes to a, a mountain. So let's pick it up here. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. Elijah has been hiding out in a cave, and God is trying to pull him out of this cave. 1 Kings chapter 19, starting with verse 11. Then he, God, said, Go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the He was not in the wind. And after the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the 
earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a whisper, a still, small voice. For Elijah, God's still, small voice spoke to his heart. God didn't use the the wind and the earthquake and the fire to try to speak intimately with Elijah. God used a whisper. Maybe even smaller than a 15 decibel whisper. No doubt God can get our attention, doesn't he? He can get our attention in big ways, extraordinary ways. He can use earthquakes. He can use wind and fire. He can use tornadoes. God will even use plagues or big fish or a road to Damascus to try to get your attention. Yet his most profound and important messages have come to me personally in the form of a whisper. God's whisper. His still small voice speaks to my heart, and I am moved. And when God moves me, I am changed. I am transformed. God's whisper. There have been many instances where I have ignored the whisper of God. And when I ignore the whisper of God, I get into, in my younger years, a a terrible relationship. When I ignore the whisper of God in my younger years, I make terrible mistakes, terrible choices that put me into difficult situations to the point that I am still suffering from those bad choices. I was following my own whisper and not God's whisper. Yet other times when I did obey the whisper of God, what happens? Wonderful things begin to happen. A whisper, that barely audible sound. The whisper is that that breath, the movement of air without really needing the vocal cords, right? It's just a whisper. Batterson writes, God whispered into the dust and named it Adam. There's something, not just with a whisper, but with the whisper of God that has power to even speak into the dust and form humanity. There is something powerful and creative when God whispers. For Elijah, God preferred to communicate not with his outside voice, (laughs) but with his whisper. There are many mothers here today that would rather you use your indoor voice when you're inside. Job, chapter 26, verses 5 through 14. Job is describing describing the mighty characteristics of God. God hangs the earth on nothing. God stuffs the cloud with water, and yet the clouds do not break. God draws the boundary for the sun on the horizon. God stirs up the sea with power and breaks up the storm. God adorns the heavens and deals with evil. God is powerful. Then Job wraps up his description of God with verse 14. Listen to this. Job chapter 26, verse 14. 
indeed. These are the mere edges of his ways, and yet how small a whisper we hear from him. God not only can be described in big and majestic ways, he can also convey himself in a small whisper. Yet the whisper is perhaps the most profound. Could his whisper mean that God is close? After all, if God is far away, he would need to use his big voice, right? His outdoor voice. He would need to really get our attention if he were far away. But if he's near, all he has to do is whisper into your heart. My family just moved from a single-story home into a, I guess, a two-story home, you could say. We have a basement, so we have stairs. It is harder to get the attention of my, my daughters when they're downstairs. In a single-story home, you just call out the names of your children, right? Brooklyn, Kalina, time to eat, time for worship. But if your daughters are downstairs in the basement, now what do I have to do? Brooklyn, come in. You've got to yell. Now, I don't know how many parents here have that policy that you do not yell inside the house. That's not here in Chicago. Oh, you do. Yeah. Right. Are you exempt from that policy yourself? Or is that a- oh, okay. <laughs> many of us would love to have that culture in our own homes where we don't yell inside the house. There's no need to yell. If you need somebody's attention, you go find them and you talk with them, Right? If you're mad and angry and need to have a a louder voice, can you please just use reasonable tones? But if God is whispering to you, where is he? Is he far off? He's probably close to you, right? Which seems to suggest when God wants to whisper to you, he wants some intimacy with you. He wants to be close to you in such a way that all he has to do is whisper. Whisper. Is God whispering to you today? Have you been sensing in the last few days, weeks, and months that that God has been whispering into your life? Or, Or have you been demanding the, the incredible and extraordinary ways in which God can communicate. Do you need thunder and lightning in your life for, for him to speak to you? Do you need that extraordinary event to wake you up in order for him to speak into your life? Does he need to yell? Or can he just whisper? To hear the whisper of God and clearly understand the message means that God must be close enough for you to hear. Whispering with God requires a closeness and an intimacy. Wouldn't it be nice, instead of yelling out and crying out and demanding of God, that you could just whisper to God? Which means that there's, there's this intimacy, this closeness between you and the Lord. The Hebrew word for whisper is the ma'a, 
which can be translated as silence or stillness or even calmness, the mama. Batterson writes this, and the same Hebrew word is also used to illustrate how God delivers his people from distress. Psalm 107, verse 29, he calms the storm so that its waves are the mama, or still. Or consider Jesus when he calms the storm in Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. But he said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a calm. There was a calm. There was a whisper. There was a stillness. Imagine a great storm, and after it passes, there is a calm, isn't there? And in that calm, in that whisper, in that stillness, what is God trying to say? Look at Mark's account of the storm in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 39. This is another storm that, in, that Jesus encounters. Mark chapter 4, verse 39. Then he, Jesus, arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. During the storm, the disciples were most likely yelling to convey their panic to Jesus. And with three English words, peace, be still, Jesus calms the storm. And when Jesus calms the storm, does he need to yell? Do you need to yell? In the midst of your storms, do you find yourself screaming and yelling? When somebody doesn't understand you, do you find that your, your voice level goes up, right? But for Jesus, the storm knows exactly what to do when Jesus gives the command, peace be still. The storm, when Jesus commands, we reviewed this before, right? When Jesus gives a command, it has to happen. And so when he says, peace be still, what does the storm have to do? The mama. It has to be still. It has to be calm. Calm enough to hear a whisper, a calmness, a stillness. Have you ever been in a place where the silence was deafening? So in that calm, immediately following a storm, what is God whispering? Perhaps in the storms of your life, he is whispering that you can trust him. That Jesus is whispering, you can trust me. He can calm the storms in the New Testament. He can calm the storms in your life. And he can whisper into your life. You may be in a season of your spiritual journey where God is speaking to you in whispers, or maybe you're in a season of your spiritual journey where he needs to yell, which one do you prefer? And do you hear him? Remember young Samuel laying in bed hearing God call him? Samuel's eventual response was, speak for your servant hears, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10. What would happen in your life 
Should you respond to God, speak, Lord, whisper, Lord, for your servant hears. There are several ways in which God can and has whispered into your life. He can whisper by guiding your desires. He can communicate to us through circumstances. He can communicate to people through dreams, through other people, through promptings, and even pain. Yet the best way God whispers into our lives is through his word. It's through the Bible. It's through his holy scriptures that God can whisper into our lives. His word is conducive to hearing his whisper, which is especially exemplified through Jesus. God may whisper through various means, but all of those whisperings must be checked, must be vetted through the word of God. Have you ever been in one room and wanted to hear the conversation in the other room? Right? You know what you do with the glass? Right? You put it up to the door or you put it up to the wall and you want to hear what's going on on the other side, right? So what do you do? You put the, you put the cup up to the wall, you put your ear up to it, and you try to understand and decipher what's going on on the other side of the wall. Have you ever done that before? Yeah. As kids, yeah, you wanted to see what your siblings were talking about, what they were saying to their boyfriend or girlfriend on the telephone. Yeah. So what's happening here? What are some of the principles? The sound waves are, are hitting the wall, kind of uh, going through the wall, and what's happening is that the cup is collecting those sound waves, Right? and concentrating those sound waves. And then when you put your ear up to the, the cup, hopefully you can hear better what's going on on the other side of the wall. Could it be that we need to take the Bible in, in the same way? That if we really want to decipher God's will for our lives, much like the cup up against the wall, that his word amplifies his will. That scripture makes it more clear as to how you need to live your life more abundantly. And the more time that you spend here, the more that you begin to understand God's will for your life. How many of you would love to understand God's will for your life? Which means then we need to get into the word, right? Remember those radios where you had to turn the dial to get a certain frequency? None of that digital stuff? Turn the dial, turn the dial until you get to the, the Cubs game? Right? No, you don't. You, you don't. This, the White Sox? <laughs> you turn the dial, turn the dial until you get that one frequency, right? Until you can clearly hear what God is saying and speaking and whispering into your life, the word of God is how you turn, tune in, how you get that specific frequency, how you understand more and more his will for your life. We need to spend time reading his word. We need to get in there. We need to see what his will is for us, what he's wanting to do with the storms of our life what he's wanting to do with the next step in our lives. What is God whispering to you today?
my prayer would be that for Josh and Brittany, that God is whispering for you all to stay. <laughs> we'll talk later. I don't know that he's whispering for you to go to California. I, I just don't know that. But I will keep that in prayer, and maybe God will whisper uh, to me that that is exactly where God is calling you to be. We're hoping that you're following God's whispering, right? And if you truly are, then it's going to be a blessing for the people that you will be missionaries to in California, ministering to there. We want to be faithful to God's whispering, don't we? Now, for Daisy and, and Brooklyn and Kalina and I, as we are faithful to God's whispering and coming here to Downers Grove, which means that people in Centralia, Washington, are sad as well. But there is a greater purpose to God's whispering, isn't there? And that's the salvation of souls. It's his character being displayed to a dying and, and uh, dark world. One more passage. Isaiah chapter 30. This involves our scripture reading today. And thank you for the reading of God's word there, Eric. Appreciate that. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 30. Please turn there. Isaiah chapter 30. God's people are putting their trust in a foreign political power. They're, they're uh, relying on Egypt to save them. This is the context here. That's, we're ramping up to that scripture reading. Isaiah chapter 30, God, God's people are putting their trust in a foreign political power rather than in God. Instead of trusting in God, they became rebellious. Watch this, verse 12 and 13. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 12 and 13. They had been rebellious. Therefore, verse 12, therefore thus says the Holy One of Israel, because you what? Because you despise this word, God's word, okay? Are you okay with that? Because you despise God's whispering and trust in oppression and perversity and rely on them, therefore this iniquity shall be, shall be to you like a breach ready to fall, a bulge in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant. Because you despise God's word, the walls come crumbling down is what God is trying to convey to his people who have become rebellious to him, putting their trust in a foreign political uh, force instead of entrusting in God. But for those who wait on the Lord, those who are waiting with stillness, be still and know that I am God. For those who are waiting on the Lord... If you keep reading, they will be blessed. And despite the noise and the chaos that swirls around them, they will still be able to hear God's whisper. Hence, our scripture reading today in verse 21. When you are still and waiting on the Lord, in spite of all of the noise, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Wouldn't it be nice for God to just follow you around and say, hey, that's, that's where you need to go, Pat. Don't turn right. Don't turn left. 
go straight. Follow me. Follow my way. There is this whisper that God offers for each of us. It's how you need to live your life. How you need to deal with the next big decision in your life. There is that whisper that is behind you. The more time that we spend in the word of God, the more you rightly discern his whisperings. So, Downers Grove, Seventh-day Adventist church family. What hinders the ability to decipher God's whisper in your life? What is it that distracts you from hearing God's whisper? What are the benefits of deciphering God's whisper? Could it be that God is whispering into your life to speak to the direction of your life? Is he whispering about the purpose of your life? Is he whispering about the next decisions uh, regarding your health? Is he whispering about the relationships, the unhealthy relationships, or even the healthy relationships in your life? His whisper is not to annoy you, but to encourage you. His whisper is there to guide you. His whisper is there to bring blessings. His whisper is there so that you can live a more abundant life. So this next week, church family, will you please spend more time in God's word deciphering his whispering? Maybe it's on your own. Maybe it's with a a partner. Maybe it's with your children over the phone. Maybe it's through a small group, prayer meeting, Sabbath school. Come back next week. Let's listen in and tune in to the whisper of God together as a church family. And I wonder what God is whispering to us collectively as a church family. Are you wondering that? Are you curious what he's whispering for us as a church? I'm anxious to decipher what that is together with you. How many of you are ready to hear God's whisper in your life? No outdoor voice from God, right? God's whisper. Let's pray. Lord, what a mighty God you are. We are in awe of how you can transform people, that you can transform us, me, with just a whisper. So we're asking that you would help us focus in on on your voice and what you're trying to say and trying to speak into our lives. We are hopeful, we trust that you will bring your blessing with that and that you would not only bless us individually but bless us collectively as a church family and that would overflow into our community here. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your whisper. And we pray all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. God be with you. Happy Sabbath.
So your 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 family is from where? Uh, Plainfield. Okay, yeah. not too far away. No, it's, uh, it's good to have them here. Yeah, yeah, we were.